Hello there, friends and neighbors. It is I, Matt Silverman, producer of Two Girls, One Podcast, and I'm here to wish you a very merry Christmas and a bright holiday season. Uh, Most of the celebrating has probably passed by the time you uh, receive this episode on the Monday, but we hope that you had a fantastic and hopefully uh, uneventful uh, health-wise Christmas, Christmas Eve, or whatever it is that you might celebrate and that you're looking forward to a healthy new year. Uh, We certainly are. We have gotten nicely ahead on some fantastic episodes that are already recorded uh, that I'm thrilled to uh, listen back to and dig in and put all together. But for now, we're taking a week off. Uh, I believe Lindsay is uh, out of the country. She's somewhere on vacation. As you heard, Allie is celebrating her uh, very first Christmas, so um, we're eager to hear how that went. And I am, uh, you know, kicking back on the couch, uh, avoiding my children wherever possible and trying to play some goddamn video games if and when possible. So we hope you're doing uh, all of the above or some of those items. And for now, we're going to share an encore episode with you that uh, really was a watershed moment for the podcast. Well, we, we have been doing this for some time. And we have many examples of when we cover a particular community and really see a nice uptick in listenership and people coming into our community saying, hey, thanks for covering this. But uh, macrophilia was one that really knocked our socks off. We still get uh, tweets and Discord messages uh, on the regular, I'd say uh, every every week or so saying, hey, uh, I noticed you covered my community. I'm, I'm part of the macrophilia world. And uh thanks for thanks for for featuring us and uh we're you know then they say oh yeah listen to other episodes and that was that that we always like to hear that so we are thrilled when the communities we cover become part of our community uh and we had been fascinated by macrophilia for a long time and we're really searching for uh the perfect guest uh so this was recorded back in uh or this was published i should say uh i don't have the the actual recording date uh, in front of me but published july 22nd 2019 of course back when jen was still with the show and uh, macrophilia if you are not familiar is of course being fascinated or and or uh, sexually attracted to the idea of a giant or a large person uh, and this is typically manifests as giant women giantesses or whatever what have you and obviously this is a fantastical uh, attraction and something that has been uh, able to be illustrated and animated and cinematographically created uh, video on video and other other forms uh, thanks to the power of the internet and the the tools at our disposal. So back in the summer of 2019, we talked with Pete, who is the webmaster of Giantess City, which is one of the largest online content and community hubs for macro files, uh, a place where people are sharing stuff and uh, and swapping stories, and, and we got to hear some of them. So we hope you enjoy this encore episode from a few years back. Uh, it's one of our favorites and uh, the, the the beginning of a lot of new community members for us. And we will be back bright and early uh, next Monday to bring you a brand new episode. For now, kick back and enjoy, and we'll talk to you next week. Welcome back, dear listeners, to Two Girls, One Podcast. I have a feeling this episode is going to be big, big, big. And by big, I mean way too long. Seven more stories about sex caves and Burning Man. Who's editing this thing anyway? And now here are the hosts, to whom size always matters, Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula. Hey everybody, I'm Jen. And I'm Allie. Hello. I just wanted to do it a little differently. I don't know. I know. We're always so upbeat, but why not be sultry? 
<laughs> Why uh, not? <laughs> welcome, everyone. Allie and I, as you know, are performers. Do, do I need to say all this? <laughs> you yeah. guys know who we are. Uh, but, but just in case you forgot. What if because- this is our first episode? It's yeah, true. And I, I hope I hope it is for some of you. So we're performers. A lot of years we performed internet material on stage. We use the internet as our script in front of a live audience. And that was a comedy show called Blogologues. From there, Ali and I made a web series called Two Girls, One Show, where we uh, interviewed people behind the internet posts that we'd been performing all those years. And we went on scripted adventures together. And then we teamed up with Matt, who is also here with The Daily Dot. And we started interviewing just, you know, the people that we found to be the most interesting humans that we could find online. So welcome. We're happy that you're here. Um, Ali, are you going to be sultry the whole podcast? No, I don't know. I was just playing with the new intro. I was just playing (laughs) with it. I don't know. I'm very excited about today's episode because it is all about... My sexual attraction to Jen. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a new take. That was a take I wasn't considering. Uh- <laughs> Next, we have to do the reverse. We have to do I the know. reverse. Microphilia. <laughs> Guys, we're talking about macrophilia today. Macrophilia, lover, loving things that are large. I want to tell you. I did not call you large. I want to read to you the psychology today definition. Specifically okay. refers to individuals who are sexually attracted to people much taller than themselves. I mean, it's a match made in heaven for us, really. You and me. That's it. Having sex That's together. I- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's what I'm That's- saying. Um, uh, there, may, there may be this some is listeners. This the episode of my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's interesting. I mean, a tip, it tends to center on men envisioning women who are much larger than them or preferring to be with women who are actually much larger than them. Although I think it can go anyway, any genders, you know, whatever. But that is the most typical thing that I've read about, at least. Go we'll figure. Find out for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and there's a big uh, giant part of it, like literally like fascination with like giants, like if in fairy tales. Like people want to get Giant trampled, women. just like crushed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, that's part of it. Wait, that has a name too. I think it's like crushophilia. It's something like what <laughs> <you guys. laughs> Yeah, so super interesting. Um, the internet has played a really big role in uh, at least us knowing about this fetish. Um, I was reading something that says that, it. well, this is a few years ago now, but Pornhub's annual report about four years ago showed that compared to the year before, the biggest increase um of the sex it's a sex tape but the porn pornography that people were watching was giant tests um, porn. It's, it's called porn <laughs> it's called porn yeah i don't know what i'm saying um and it's currently ranked 34th for the most popular porn category overall macrophilia 34th which surprised me because wow. I, I could probably come up with 30 categories just off the top of my head and macrophilia would not be one of them <laughs> yeah. So. yeah yeah is that what you mean by rule 34? Exactly. Oh, my God. Maybe it is. <laughs> I feel like you and I are kind of connoisseurs of, you know, the corners of the Internet. And I had not heard of this one. I know. Mm-hmm. So this was given to us by a listener, this topic, uh, anonymously, but on our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. We always encourage you to suggest topics because sometimes it works out. In fact, often it does. Um, so thank you so much to the anonymous listener <laughs> who recommended that we get in touch with uh, the webmaster of Giantess City. Um, his name is Pete, and he will be with us shortly. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to mention, um, I'm going to read you another thing I found because <laughs> I don't have any thoughts of my own. It says, because <laughs> the paraphilia is almost totally fantasy-based, much of the material from which macrophiles game their sexual gratification is placed and distributed online. So I thought that was really interesting. Like, you know, it says like applications such as Photoshop are widely widely used to create collages of fake giants. So the mm-hmm. fact that like this fetish in particular is really flourishing online because so much of it is around giants and it's fantastical and not everyone can have their own gen, you know? That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That you read my mind. That was my immediate question of like, yeah. okay, this is the 34th most popular fetish. What is the content? And is it just women on the taller side with men maybe on the shorter side for disparity? Or is it fantastical and sort of Photoshop or VFX? Like you could do some cool stuff with uh, not CGI, but like, you know, if you key someone on a green screen and then make them very large in the shot mm-hmm. from a video perspective, like you could make some some fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. So apparently my, they do. I, I think it's a little bit of both yeah, in terms my, of real world versus not. Yeah. 
yeah, my impression is that there's a lot of fantasy that plays into it, but then maybe we try to replicate that fantasy in real life by having smaller and taller people together <laughs> um, and maybe costumed or something like that. But yeah, we'll, we'll find mm-hmm. out. Um, heels. Heels. <laughs> well, I have, I have something to share, guys. Uh, when I was in high school, I read a short story by Charles Bukowski. Are you familiar with that author? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, I was really like into beatnik writing at that time. And I erred more on the side of like, nice Jack Kerouac novels about being out in nature. And then somebody handed me Bukowski and I was like, holy crap, this (laughs) stuff is really weird. It's really messed up. And there was one story called Six Inches, I think. And I had no idea what macrophilia was at the time. But now that I know what it is, I'm like, oh my God, that's what the story was about. So it's about a man who works at a factory, fiction, man who works at a factory, falls in love with the secretary at the factory. They get married. She starts feeding him a lot of food. He gets fat. She gets very angry at him and forces him to lose a lot of weight until he shrinks down to being six inches tall. And then she uses him as a penis. (laughs) His whole body. Oh, my God. This... I'm like, did this fantasy You're partly totally come out of that? Right. <laughs> yeah. You're totally right because I was reading online that some of the fantasy is imagining full body insertion. <laughs> yeah, ah. I mean it's pretty descriptive. So if you want to know what full body insertion feels like, check out Six Inches. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, getting uh, getting your hands on Bukowski in high school. I know. Yeah, I was like yeah. 16. I read, yeah. I read this in college. Yeah, really blown away. Not that story, but another collection. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Never read that, and now I'll <laughs> add it to my list. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I reread it yesterday, and it made me feel all kinds of weird. Like I really didn't feel Wait, good after did? reading it. Yeah, <laughs> excellent research. <laughs> yeah, so I, I recommend it, but like you know, just know that you're going to need like to take a bath after. I, I don't. You're going to need to do something to make yourself <laughs> feel better. <laughs> you know that combines a few fetishes. <laughs> That's true. Because there's also the that fetish around feeding people, which we have not covered yet. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. What is it I about? I think we've looked into it, but there are some like real health issues there. So Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think domination and submission play so much into fetishes? I'm sure there's a psychological explanation for this, but it just seems like that is like a running theme in a lot of these fetishes, right? My guess is that society is based on a power structure. And so there's a fetish around inverting that power structure. Right. Yeah, because like we were saying, I think with macrophilia, there's also yeah, there's also women who like to be dominated. I I mean, that's true. That's true. Yeah. We need to talk to an expert. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you think it is? Why do you think that happens? No, I think you're right about inverting power structures, but I also see what you're saying about some women liking to be submissive. But uh, I actually, I I have no idea. Yeah. I suppose if if you're a woman in a high power job and you're you're usually calling the shots and then you want to change it up. I mean that's maybe that's just a human thing. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. it's not a gender thing uh, in that regard. Right, right, right. All right. Maybe well. just people like to do things, you know, whatever <laughs> they want. They just there's things they like to do and not do, you know. <laughs> okay, so Ali, I know you're a voyeur of fetishes, but mm-hmm. do you mm-hmm. have any fetishes? No, I really want one. Like maybe this will be it. Like I keep thinking like the podcast is gonna like help me find it. You know what I mean? No, but I don't. And you know, I go on well, I don't go on Tinder dates right now because I'm on a man ban. But I, so some guys, but they would be on the, like the first meet and greet would be like, oh, I listen to your podcast. And like they would say uh. some things where you could tell they think I'm like real kinky. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> this is awkward because <laughs> also I don't know you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm OK with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. I listen to your show and uh, can I be on it? Because I have a thing. I mean, if they have a really good thing, they can be on it. But that hasn't happened to me. I haven't had someone be like, so I really okay. like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should get off the man yeah. ban. Go back on Tinder and just be like, I'm looking for fetishes. And start going on dates and then just get a bunch of podcast guests. Just be like, I'm looking yeah, for interviewees, you know. Yeah, it'll make booking really yeah. much easier yeah. on everyone. Except Thanks. for Alex. You know what? That's not a bad point. <laughs> Thank it you. It could be a great booking strategy. I'm in. <laughs> okay. Man, right. man, no yeah. I can just be like, do you have a weird fetish? Email me at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's actually really good. I'm into this. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's do some trivia. All right. Wait, sorry. I mean, let's Today. do some trivia. <laughs> sorry, I wanted to get in the sultry way. Not like we I don't know. I don't even know if I was doing sultry. I think maybe I was doing my reporter voice. Okay, I'm not okay. sure. <laughs> Let me tell Sorry, you the Matt, news <laughs> on macrophilia. Uh, today's trivia is pretty straightforward. Who 
is the tallest female person who ever lived. What? I have four choices for you today. Four. Okay. I'm a little thrown off, but yes. <laughs> a, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this name, Zhang or Zheng Jinlian, a Great Chinese work, woman. <laughs> Thank you. I am not Chinese. I don't speak Chinese. Uh, she was a Chinese woman born in 1964 who grew to eight feet, 1.75 inches by the age of 17. Oh, that's got to be that's a rough childhood. Choice. Whoa. B, Carol Yeager, an American woman born in Flint, Michigan in 1960 who grew to eight feet, four inches by the age of 16. C, Jyoti Amge, again, probably mispronouncing, an Indian woman born in 1993 who grew to nine feet, two inches by the age of 18. And I have a rare fourth choice for you guys. I'm I'm probably going to mispronounce this one. I apologize. You just wanted to have a giant number of choices. Is that what you're doing? Correct. I wanted it to be big. D, Jennifer Jamulia. (laughs) An American woman born in Reading, Pennsylvania, who grew to 11 feet 5 inches by the age of uh, 16, according to my research. You said it right, actually. I'm going with... Oh, good. Yeah. I'm done. Um... I'm going with D. I'm going with D. Get that D. All right. Uh... <laughs> Gotta get it where you can. <laughs> well... It's not me. Uh, no, really, I don't know. Here's what I hate about this trivia, and you know what I hate about this trivia. I it's know. just a bunch of numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. And names. Numbers and names. I don't think he made up those names. That's the thing. But maybe those are all real people. Yeah. Um, but he changed the heights. you're thinking. Sometimes I do. <laughs> I'm going to go with C. The woman from India. Okay. The Indian mm-hmm. woman. Born in the 90s. Nine foot two. Yeah. I'm going to go with that, too. That's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Everyone's going with choice C. Jyoti Am- Amge? Amge? I'm not sure. Uh, nine foot two inches by the age of 18. We will find out the correct answer after this very important and show-sustaining commercial break. And now a real advertisement entitled Free Huge Teddy Bear Santa Monica website where it's not weird to give away a giant dirty stuffed animal Craigslist This bear is about four feet tall As you can see the legs are a little dirty Uh Uh-huh But that could probably be clean Uh If you respond Please leave your phone number and answer your phone because I don't text. So we don't have to trade a bunch of emails back and forth. Ellie, maybe that bear is the answer to your fetish. I don't know. We'll see. Why don't you respond? Mm. I, I'll try it. I'll, yeah, you're right. You know, got to give it a whirl. <laughs> okay. Dirty legs. Dirty legs. Dirty legs are my fetish. <laughs> Dirty legs, Goldberg. Dirty bear legs. <laughs> Did you know there's been a whole Twitter scandal about dirty legs? What? Someone sent out a poll about, okay, so do you wash your legs in the shower? Uh, feet. Feet, right? I think it was I legs it was feet. and feet. Well, okay. do you? I wash my feet. Yeah. I, no, I do not. <laughs> oh, weird. Legs, right. yes, but not feet. I mean, I'm not going to go all the way down there. It's a yeah, I, bunch well, of work. The idea is that the soap runs down your body, so a lot of people think it's unnecessary oh. to wash your legs and feet. Yeah. Right. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I have three key areas. I won't tell you what the other two are, but feet <laughs> is definitely one of them. Because <laughs> your shoes can smell sometimes. I don't make your feet It's smell. amazing you can get down there uh, 11 feet down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, I have, I have key, a little helper. Three key areas. <laughs> <laughs> My foot washing man. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't all be as rich as Jen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right, guys. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. Do you want to know the trivia answer today? Don't that say could go out. either way. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say how long we could be silent. that dead space. Yeah. <laughs> Joke's on Matt. Most boring podcast ever. Don't talk. 
<laughs> God damn it. Who's winning? <laughs> no one. <laughs> the, you're, you're all playing the quiet game over there? Yeah. Yeah. Remember the quiet game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that game was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> the, AKA adults tricking quit kids. Children will fall for. Also, they'll fucking do anything for a sticker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. But it's a good point. Trivia uh, could not exist without our answers. So, like, if we don't answer, trivia goes away. Then we bring down trivia. <laughs> don't get any ideas. Side note, uh, do yourself a favor, subscribe to the subreddit Kids Are Fucking Stupid because it's just videos and stories of kids doing the dumbest things for dumb reasons like they wanted a sticker or something. You know? Oh, I love Highly it. recommend. Today's <laughs> trivia is who is the tallest female person who ever lived? We had four choices. Oh. A Chinese woman born in 1964, an American woman born in 1960, or an Indian woman born in the 90s. Also, choice D, Jennifer Jamula, an American born in, uh, when were you born? Uh, I couldn't you, find your birth date. You know, also, that's not how you pronounce it, Matt. Get it right. <laughs> Wait, is Jennifer Jamula? Yes, yeah. yes, correct. Thank I think you. she was born in the 80s. Sometime in the 80s. Yeah. You guys both went with C, Jyoti Amge, a woman born in uh, India. Sticking that's correct. With it? Sticking, yeah, with sticking with it. Sticking with it. The correct answer is A, Zhang Jinlian, a Chinese woman born in 1964. This trivia was stupid. I did the best I could. Uh, okay. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't even YouTube how to say those names. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Uh, she was the tallest female person ever verified by modern medicine. We assume uh, in the modern age that she was the, 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 the tallest that we could verify. Uh, sadly, died in 1982. At the age of 17, these folks do not live very long, unfortunately. Oh, oh that just got sad. So the other choices, uh, B, Carol Yeager was the heaviest woman ever recorded, weighing in at about 1,200 pounds no. at the time of her death. No. Uh, notably, she is also the person who lost the most weight by non-surgical means in the shortest amount of time. Any oh guesses how, many, how much weight she actually managed to lose? I'm going to guess 600 800 pounds. 800 pounds. Good. Good guesses. 521 pounds in three months. Oh, my. Sh Wait in the shortest amount of time. Uh, she lost like five of means. me. Four of me. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess when you're that large, like the first 500 pounds comes off pretty easily. I, I no would idea. imagine so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got to uh, Google uh, image that later. I hate to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Jyoti, uh, an Indian woman born in the 90s, still alive. She is the shortest or the Ooh. smallest living woman. Two feet, six inches. Jyoti. <gasps> wow. Is she, and she's living right now? Yep. Currently living uh, and, and, and I believe is an adult, an adult woman. I don't r remember her. Ex well, she's born in 93. So she is, yep. I, I guess that makes her 18 or, or over by now. Gen Z. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Smallest woman ever. That's cool. And uh, yeah, I couldn't find a lot on Jennifer on Jennifer Jamulia. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was she was very very difficult to research that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's very elusive. <laughs> the most elusive woman to ever exist. <laughs> mm -hmm. There you go. That's her claim to fame. Yep. All right. Well, I think it's time to talk to our guest. With us right now, we have Pete, who is the webmaster of Giantess City and also a self-described lifelong macrophilia fan. Welcome, Pete. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Great to have you here. So we usually just like to start off giving people uh, context uh, about this topic. So how do you define macrophilia? So you can think of this as a passion for size change, if you might. And uh, it's not specific to just a single gender or uh, sexual orientation. It's a fetish that goes across all gender, all uh, sexual preferences, and it, it's actually a lot more common than people think. <laughs> and so you mentioned size change. That wasn't something we had been really thinking about. I guess we were thinking more about like once you are two different sizes, like sort of how the people interact, but is is a large part of the attraction, like, like you're saying, like wanting to be a different size than you are? Yeah. So part of the attraction is... Uh, being able to change your size. So we have uh, people, you know, who want to be smaller, people who want to be bigger. Uh, so in a way, you could call it a size fetish. Okay. 
I completely defined this incorrectly at the top of the show. It's a good thing you're here. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought it was a, a love for giants. Well, yes and no. Sometimes right, it's the other I'm way out. around. I was only here for the giant talk. This episode uh, is actually not. It's not about my love for Jen anymore. <laughs> well, if you're interested in becoming a giant, there's nothing preventing you from doing that. Obviously, that's all a part of this whole fetish, and uh, you know. So there are a lot of people who want to be giants, who want to dominate uh, people and things, uh, and that's a very valid part of this whole uh, fetish uh, on the flip side there are people who want to go the opposite direction who want to be smaller uh, to shrink down to uh, various sizes and be held by another person and what is your personal journey with this fetish so i've been interested since i was a young boy i would say about uh, 10 or so and um, again, depending on who you talk to, they will give you a different story. But for me, it was something where when I started going through puberty, um, the size difference, I was uh, fairly short for my age. So the size difference between me and uh, other uh, females around uh, may have contributed to this whole uh, fetish, I think, in a way. Uh, the same way a lot of people with foot fetish might have a thing for feet because they were exposed to it at some point in their childhood. So that's my background story. Of course, depending on who you talk to, uh, you'll probably get a different story, but um, that's how it started for me. And you are the webmaster on Giantess City. So what is Giantess City and um, you know what's, what types of discussions are happening there? Also, as part of that question, um, just how large do you believe this community is based on what you're seeing online and know, you know in your own life? As far as the content is concerned, we have a collection of uh, collages, images, um, and stories written by uh, size fetish fans for um, others to view and um, enjoy. We have a fairly large community. It's probably a lot bigger than the total number of people that you see on the site, but any given month, we get maybe between 5 to 8 million visitors total which is pretty Holy shit. significant. Wow. Yeah, it's a That's pretty a- big uh, community. So a lot going on. Uh, definitely, we're not the only site that's out there. There are other sites dedicated to the same uh, fetish. And I'm sure you've come across a few of those other ones. So what are some... So people can get an idea of like what goes on in the forum. What are some of the most popular posts of all time? Um, <laughs> well, we've got some video games and those get a lot of attention. You know, just standard video games that you can play that deal with size difference. Uh, some of them are, um, you know, off the shelf video games that have size change uh, content. Other ones are uh, video games that uh, people, uh, members of the community have written themselves for this exact reason. We also have a lot of collages going both ways. Uh, giantess type collages and uh, shrunken men type collages that people post. And then we've got the, the occasional low angle type uh, post for, you know, pictures and that sort of thing. Low angle, like making it look like someone's a giant? Correct. Yeah. And there's plenty of those types of pictures uh, out on the web. It's just a matter of people actually finding them and posting them, or either a link to them or the actual uh, picture. Is Giantess City the most popular forum right now? Or are there other places where people are congregating online? Is there a social media presence, for example? Is there like macrophilia dating online? Are there other ways people are connecting online? I think I would like to think that uh, Giantess City is uh, the most popular destination, but there are plenty of people on social media, such as on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, You'll you know, get some people who do direct uh, direct chatting using different means. I've seen things on Instagram, for example. There's plenty of content on that. It's, it's all over the place, really. <laughs> Is the community dealing with any bans on social media? We've been pretty lucky, I would say. Uh, I was listening to your, one of your other podcasts about the furries, and they had a much steeper uphill battle to fight than a, a size change mm-hmm. uh, for us because most of the content that you see are 
uh, legal type content, yes, they are uh, pornographic in nature, but they are not uh, the types of content that would be banned. Uh, so we've been pretty lucky overall. The one exception is we don't tolerate any underage content, obviously, for obvious reasons. So that's always been something that we've had to fight. Mm-hmm. So what has been your own journey with macrophilia online? Because I know you said you've been involved for years. Yeah, I actually, when I first became aware of this genre, uh, I was buying some uh, comic books Um now, I, I'm trying to remember what the name of the vendor was, but there was one publisher that was publishing some comics related to size change. And that uh, I think it was called EL Publications. And this was uh, early 90s uh, when this was out. Um, so um, they had an ad in a, a Hustler magazine or something like that that I saw. Um, so this predates uh, internet, obviously. So around the mid-90s when internet took off, there was another website um, uh, called Giantess Shrine, which um, was run by a guy with the initial CMB, uh, who was, I believe, based out of Las Vegas. Uh, So I was pretty active there. Um, Then that site shut down for a a few years, and I actually started my own website uh, called Giantess Magic, and that went on for, gosh, I would like to say another 10 years or so. And at that point, my site was the uh, most popular site. Um, I shut that down at some point, uh, and that was right around the time Giantess City uh, was established. Um, and at the same time, I also started another website called eGiantist, which also shut down. Uh, so that was my journey through this whole fetish, really. And because I'm a programmer by profession, I kind of used that knowledge to enable other people to share their content and uh, just, you know, help people come out of the closet, let's say. <laughs> I bet there are so many people who have this fetish, but like don't even realize that it's a fetish or that it has a name. Yeah, absolutely. Why did your sites shut down? You know, it was just a matter of funding. Um, If you look on Giantess City, for example, there are some advertisement banners and those are the means that we use to pay for the bills for the server. As you can imagine, uh, paying for servers is not cheap. So, um, that's been the main reason why I've had to shut my sites down due to uh, financial uh, struggles and that sort of thing. So Pete, how much of macrophilia is online sort of fantasizing versus like real life role play? Are people actually, you know, kind of doing real life things to... Are people to actually s- shrinking? No, yeah. sure. <laughs> oh, that but, you know, making themselves feel bigger, yeah. smaller. Yeah. 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 I mean, there, there are... <laughs> There are plenty of people who role play, obviously, uh, about it. Um, they get together in person. They meet people uh, either on the website or um, you know online, and they find out that they're both uh, have that common interest. Let's say um, virtual reality has helped the whole genre uh, fetish a lot, and so a lot of people take advantage of virtual reality to kind of. Uh, simulate uh, the process. Um, a lot of game developers, for example, they just kind of enable with virtual reality that experience. Uh, obviously, people actually uh, shrinking down or growing, uh, that that's not a realistic thing yet, let's say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Similarly, I was just curious if you could describe perhaps some of the most common macrophilia scenarios or themes sort of in in the pornography that exists. Like, you know, we were reading about like getting crushed, for example, but maybe that's not common. I'm just curious. Is it just strictly like somebody being larger than and oh, somebody being smaller? Or we also read about um, shrinking down and then being fully inserted into a woman's vagina. Oh, absolutely. That's uh, that's a favorite among a lot of uh, people, actually, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty okay. common one. Um, now, what you described, we call that uh, crush. Uh, and um that and uh, foot fetish kind of go hand in hand. And there is a small uh, group of people in the community who are into that. But then we, it gets broken down even further. For example, we've got the gentle uh, gr- a group 
who don't like to be violent, who like to be just be held. And then we've got um, the handheld uh, group, for example, who just want to be held by the opposite sex, for example. And then uh, you get some other groups that like to have, they call them mega. And the mega uh, group is the uh, types of fans who like to have someone grow to, uh, you know, uh, gigantic proportions and destroy cities, say. <laughs> so that's uh, something that you might see if you look through the material, for example, you'll see a lot of that. So it's broken down into different uh, groups, and each group is interested in something different. And yes, insertion is actually one of the most popular um, uh, groups uh, on the site. I love also that you mentioned VR, and I'm so interested in how the internet and technology play into this fetish specifically. So uh, can you talk a little bit more about how the internet has helped this grow and help people you know, we're reading how, the, you know, Photoshop is a big thing in the community, et cetera. So I was wondering if you could talk a little more about that. Yeah. So before, when Internet first took off, uh, Photoshop was the only means to kind of uh, uh, reproduce some of the desires that uh, size fetish f- uh, fans had. So uh, in the early days, there was a lot of pictures being shared, uh, poorly Photoshopped, let's say. And uh, so that, that was the extent of technology at that time. As things evolved and uh, the early days of virtual reality, obviously the graphics weren't that good. The hardware requirements were too high, so the average person couldn't afford to do it. But as uh, virtual reality was integrated into cell phones, uh, it made it uh, affordable enough for people to start actually using virtual reality, even if it's through their phone uh, or through devices such as Oculus, for example. Um, to get more of a an immersive experience with this uh, genre without um, having to pay a lot of money. So that, I think, helped um, get an actual immersive experience. Uh, the, the part that's obviously still missing is touch and, and, and feel part to the whole experience. So, oh, that's coming. Don't yeah, you worry. Yeah, I'm waiting for that. Tactile suits. They're yeah. on their way. That's the only thing that's missing, honestly. They're haptic suits, <laughs> I know, think they're called. Once that happens, I think we will be able to push the envelope even more, hopefully. Yeah, I also read that there are posts on Craigslist where people are looking for like a tall woman like oh, Jen yeah. to put on heels yeah. and, that's and actually, dominate them. Is that true? It's very I observant of in you, the Jen thing. Uh, believe it or not. So <laughs> a lot of people that are interested in this type of uh, sexual experience are uh, also into taller women or, you know, for women, taller men. Um, so... A lot of people who are uh, size fetish fans also are into taller opposite uh, uh, gender. So kind of to um, supplement, let's say, their desires by having something in real life which they can touch and feel. You mentioned opposite genders, but I'm curious, like represented in in Giant City, for example, are are there people oh, who absolutely. are you know not straight, for, for example, yeah, like, I mean, are, like are different people? Anytime being you get a cross section of yeah. the population, yeah. and I'm a straight okay. guy, uh, but anytime you get a cross section of the population, you'll have straight, you'll have gay, you'll have bi. So we have all of the above in the community. And then speaking of uh, real life interactions through you know Craigslist and then meeting somebody in real life, um, we've read about Amazon Con. Is that the biggest conference for something like this? Have you been? Yeah. 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 So Amazon Con is for Amazon and tall women's uh, fans. Uh, we have something similar for size fetish fans. It's called Size Con, and this past three years or so, we've had that. Uh, it's been held, I believe, in New York uh, already three times. Um, so there's a pretty active meetup group actually in New York that have regular meetings uh, amongst uh, themselves. And they also, a, a portion of those people, organized a SiceCon every year so far. And have you been? I have not had the chance to go. Oh, man. To, so. <laughs> you got to go and but report I, I hear back. It's pretty wild. I'm sure it's really, really fun. All right, well, we'll have a follow-up episode once you go. I'm very 
curious like what Absolutely. the panels are. You know what I mean? I'm always curious about the panels. Well, they've got an artist panel, for example, people who sketch things out right there in person. They've got some a virtual reality experience, uh, for example, where you can put on the VR goggles and kind of experience things. Mm. So are there, uh, what are some of the most famous uh, giants or, or size changers in the community? Like, does everyone love the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yeah, I think a lot of people do. Um, so Gary Pranzo, who is in New Jersey, um, he has a production company, actually, that produces movies uh, for this uh, fetish. So he would probably be another interesting person to talk to. And he's the person that owns Giantess City. Um, other people, uh, there's giantess Caitlin who has, uh, you know, CaitlinBrooks.com is, I believe her website. And she has some interesting content on her website and runs uh, several websites, um, uh, dedicated to this genre. If you, for example, go on clipsforsale.com, they have a lot of, uh, uh video, uh, clips, usually not feature films, but, you know, just 20 minute, 15 minute, uh, clips of people who have produced content. And they're selling it for profit. So uh, that's another good place. I guess I'm wondering if there are like um, childhood giants that really kind of got people involved, right? Like there's like the giant from Gulliver's Travels. Like are there sort of like mainstream figures Mm -hmm. that people really connect to and then leads them into this fetish? Well, I think one of the most popular films, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, That's a movie that was produced once in the 50s and once in 93, I believe. Uh, So that's the holy grail of this whole uh, fetish, obviously. But um, it's a very well-known movie, and that, Mm -hmm. I think, got a lot of people interested in uh, this whole thing. Like you said, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, that was another uh, movie that a lot of uh, kids essentially watched and later on became uh, science fetish fans. So I'm sure that influenced people as well. There are other movies like Ant-Man. That's, as you can imagine, anytime uh, one of our size fetish fans watches that, uh, they're drooling, I'm sure, through the whole thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's packed with, uh, you know, size change. So um, that's another good one. Have you read Six Inches by Charles Bukowski? I don't think I have, actually, surprisingly. We highly recommend it. Yeah. Allie and Matt. I mean, it's basically an it's an insertion fantasy. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, That I read when I was 16 inadvertently, and I was completely blown away. My world was blown open. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always looking for good content. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So are there any other subsets of macrophilia? So we talked about like there's a crushing fetish. Some people really like to be held. There's the insertion. Are there any more sort of um, subsets of it? There's growth and there's expansion also. Now, expansion is an interesting one. Essentially, you can think of it as someone becoming more and more obese uh, with expansion where they start off like a normal person and then they keep gaining weight and expanding to the point where they turn into a ball, essentially. That's another strange one. Not everyone is into that, obviously. Um, We've got standard growth where someone slowly grows over time. uh, And and that's a very popular one um, in the opposite direction, obviously, as well. Shrinking gradually kind of goes hand in hand with that. yeah, and like I said, there's there's a big foot fetish um, sub-community that's into that. But then again, that's not everyone's cup of tea. Some people are into lips. Some people are into feet. So really, pick your body part. That's what I always say. <laughs> I've never said that. Well, where are people going for pornography? Like, is can we... I've never done the search for macrophilia, like on Pornhub, for example. <laughs> but I mean, is there a lot of it on mainstream sites? And are there more niche sites that people tend to go to? Go ahead and try searching for it on Pornhub. I'm sure you'll find a lot of things on there. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty big, uh, uh, you know, part of online porn now, honestly. But yeah, that's definitely a big one. Uh, Clips for yeah. Sale is another pretty popular one that pe- people go to. Uh, just Googling things without a filter on, honestly, will give you tons of uh, material, both video and images. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Just don't do it at work. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. I've been very fascinated because it seems like this is a super mainstream fetish, and yet I had never heard of it, and I really pride myself in knowing the fetishes. So this uh, blew my mind, and I'm very happy to have learned about it today. Yeah, thanks so much, Pete. I'm glad I could help you guys uh, find out more about the, uh, the fetish, and if you have any other questions, uh, let me know. Well, Allie, now we can't have our thing. We were going to do when we had sex together. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Could we? I mean, I know. Yeah. We can't do that thing we were going to do. Can't. But it, it makes sense that maybe like the fact that I'm taller than you and you're sexually attracted to me is a gateway for you to be a macrophiliac. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's just a no. gateway relationship. Yeah. 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 I mean, or, or, or am I in it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there are any rules here. I think if you want to be in it get in it Mm -hmm. you know what (laughs) i have i have always joked that i would like to meet a friendly giant who will Mm -hmm. coddle me (laughs) yeah and when you swing me around you know what i mean like then you met jen and it came true exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) like little kids when they get like swaddled and the held and then you do that game where you know you hold each person holds one hand and you swing them around i'm like man it'd be fun to meet some friendly giants when you joke about it do you like laugh nervously like you're like yeah guys that'd be really fun like how real does that feel to you because it sounds pretty real i don't know i've never i've always thought about like big friendly giant like cuddles me and tosses me around like in a playful way i've never thought of being like shrunk down and inserted into his asshole you know yeah what I mean? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> This might be a TMI for the podcast, so you know we could totally Can't edit wait. this out later. But like, let's you, not. Well, it's about you. <laughs> oh, we'll see. You have repeatedly said throughout the years that you like being tossed around, <laughs> so now it's all starting to make sense. Well, that is a sexual thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in this case, I was specifically ta- talking about. Like also like just to be like tossed in the air and caught would be really fun. <laughs> just like <laughs> just like you're at a theme park, you know what yeah, I mean? <laughs> yeah. I've literally never thought I'd, about that. <laughs> really? I think it would be really fun to like have a friendly giant who's just like my friend, but not sexually. Okay, okay. It's so interesting to me that giants in popular culture are almost always Assholes? villains. Yeah. yeah they're all, they're mm-hmm. destroying cities. It's Jack and the Beanstalk, David and Goliath. Goliath was the enemy of, of yeah. the the people, the Mac Judeans or whatever. Very rarely is it the big friendly giant yeah. who is your pal. Um, and well, that, Hagrid, I wonder where but he's in. only half giant. Or the BFG, okay, sure. the big friendly giant. The BFG, right, Rodal, right. Yeah. But that's a new thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Gulliver's travels. Doesn't he go one place oh, yeah. and he's tiny? He goes another place. He's huge. Right, right. And they yeah. think um, he's evil or something. I read that way too long ago. Right, so he's the giant, know. and it's the the little Pusians are, like, are yeah, pinning they, him oh, down. Oh wow, nice work! Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. I would not have recalled that on my own. <laughs> Wasn't this the the fourth world of the original Mario Brothers? Was he was in? It was like Big oh, Land, and he sure. was a little guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I believe Super Mario Brothers three, three. is where they introduced the. Okay. Uh, the, the size shift. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. I hope that this is like our adult babies episode and we get like tons of emails about people's size fetishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Please do email <laughs> us. Yeah. Emails and voice. The voicemails are my favorite. I'm glad he brought up the video games and, and we didn't we didn't get into that topic, but um And Matt cried. <laughs> video games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> video games that that talk about size shift or have giants in them and there are many but they're not explicitly um sexual or romantic like you said jen uh, the mario world uh, uh shadow of the colossus is where you're literally just a tiny normal sized human and all you do is fight these massive creatures across this like desolate landscape like i wonder if these things play into the fetish if they're consumed by uh, by the community consumed Actually, we didn't talk about Like if about you how... insert it into the into your no, game console. No, but we also forgot to ask. But there's also a um, an an eating fetish. Where, well, not eating. Where it's like a part of macrophilia. Like something I read is that one of the role plays is like that you get. Well, not role play, but online. I'm really saying this really succinctly and well. <laughs> but that you shrink down and get eaten. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. We we forgot to go there. We we did forget to ask <laughs> about being eaten. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, once he verified insertion, I felt really good about that. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, has this ever so. happened to you that you're... Yes. 
<laughs> your size relationship to your surroundings changes sometimes in places that you're really familiar with, like when you go away for a while. So my example is in my apartment, things seem to be a certain size, but then sometimes I'll go away for a while, like a week, a couple weeks on vacation or something, come back and everything looks so small in my apartment. <laughs> Does this ever happen to you where you're like, oh, everything's a lot smaller. I think you're still growing. Okay. All right. Maybe it's that. Actually, maybe, yep. Maybe I got bigger. That would make sense. <laughs> I got to reach 11 feet according to the trivia. So Glad right. that we solved that problem. Guess it's just me. In, it. in doing a bit of research for the episode, I came across, I forget what it's called. There is a, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a psychological disorder, but it, it typically happens with children where um, they wake up from, a, from sleeping or from a dream and they kind of look around them and they get a little freaked out because everything looks really big or everything looks really small. Whoa. I don't think it's exactly what you're describing, but there is a, uh, a psychological um, moment that huh. people experience. And I wonder if that's connected to what you're saying. Perhaps, perhaps. I'm a little baby. <laughs> I also think when you leave New York and then you go back, apartments look really small. <laughs> I but think that's your a big apartment's part of it. not small. And you're talking about the objects in your apartment. The right? objects. Yeah, well, and the apartment yeah. overall. I mean, it's not small in relationship to other New York City apartments, but like for a normal person's no, house, it's not. This, is, this is small. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anywho, so we want to hear from you. What is your favorite giant movie story is it the bfg is it godzilla the incredible hulk wait is the hulk a giant i don't know <laughs> but let us know who's your favorite giant um i'm gonna say mine's the big friendly giant until we found out really bad things about roald Dahl like later on mine's but jen mm -hmm, oh okay mm -hmm. a fictional giant <laughs> that's right i'm not real <laughs> <laughs> uh, so guys, you can reach out to us on Twitter. Tweet at us. I'm at Junebugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can also call us. That phone number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. Please leave us a voicemail. We'd love to get your voicemails. And last but not least, go to our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. Join the discussion there. Um, slide into our DMs to suggest topics. Suggest topics to the group. Write out interview questions. We love Slide into my DMs. <laughs> yeah. Like a six-inch man in... No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but we want to hear from you about show topics because, you know, we want to talk to people who you want to talk to. So do that. And if they want to contribute to us, Ali, how do they do that? You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P. Oh, that was sassy. <laughs> Thank you. Make a donation. I hope it's big and that it doesn't shrink in size. Don't listen to me. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Is hosted by Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg, then gently crushed by an eight-foot woman. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. This show is a production of the Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. You can make this show possible with a small recurring contribution on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash 2G1P to learn more. The Podglomerate. A sonic universe. The legs are a little dirty.